this week's episode of Beers and Ballots, the only show where we talk Wisconsin news and drink Wisconsin brews. This week, lawmakers strike a deal on youth prisons, but what about schools? We also talk about pot in Wisconsin, and for uh, how for many in Chicago, the grass may be greener on the other side. Plus, do you know what the state treasurer does? Because there will be a test in two weeks. My name's Adam. And I'm Steven. And Steven, what are we drinking this week? Okay, this week we've got a really interesting, the largest can I've ever seen. Uh, this is uh, Working Draft Beer Company's uh, Near East IPA, which I'm told is a West Coast IPA. The Near East IPA is a West Coast, Coast IPA. IPA. And I'm, I'm looking on the can, and it says one quart, which one is quart. like... <laughs> yes. So this is this is a crawler. Yeah. We don't have individual beers here because this is a brand new brewery uh, in Madison, Wisconsin. They're, they're over on Wilson Street and... East Wilson, right? East Wilson, that's yeah. right. Um, overall, near the bike path there, uh, Capital City bike path. Mm-hmm. Um, Very close new... to, to, to Willie Street, right? That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, Brand new brewery, last few weeks, and they've been um, serving at their tap room and serving these nice crowlers of beer to Great. go. I'm so excited. yeah, let's let's crack this thing open. And as you mentioned before we started recording, lots of aluminum in this. Yeah, <laughs> lots of aluminum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe they'll have to switch up their their method here. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it smells great. Look at that. Pour both of these here. Excellent. There's one. And there is two. There's two. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. Mmm. Oh, that's good. Wow. Wow. So you got a, a chance to actually go in there. I haven't been in there yet. Yeah. So uh, beautiful new tap room. Um, great place to work. Um, they've got Wi-Fi. You know. Really? Yes. Yeah, oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. And. Um, uh, they don't have food all the time, but they're working with Heritage Tavern to uh, have food there um, occasionally. And, and, you know, it's great, great place to sit around, try out. They've got lots of beer, both from their own stuff and also working with a bunch of other local breweries in Madison to have some, some guest beers on tap there. That sounds um, great. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to check it out. And you said they even have Wi-Fi there. That's they incredible. even have Wi-Fi. Yeah. You know, bring your laptop and have a few beers, you know. I, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we can uh, record a, an episode of the podcast there sometime. Um, great. So right now, as we speak, as we speak, there is a Vodapalooza happening. That's right. In the Wisconsin Center, we have the live stream open. Yes. Uh, right now, we have uh, the Senate discussing Assembly Bill Eight One One. I don't know what that is. Oh, Talent Attraction and Retention Initiatives. Yes. So the Senate has been in session all day, mm-hmm. and they're considering. I don't even know. I haven't counted these up. Two dozen, three dozen bills at least. At maybe least, fifty yeah. bills here yeah. today. So they're they're maybe uh, two thirds of the way through it right now, um, and they're just they've just been voting on bills all day. I've been had this open at work. You know, I've, I've been obsessed about this. It's like uh, you know, some people have uh, like you know, the, the soccer. The soccer yeah. yeah, no, no, no. The, uh, Wisconsin Eye live stream has just been up. You know, tracking my attention all day. The, long. the true March Madness. That's right. <laughs> That's great. And so we don't know all the things that they uh, are uh, have voted on yet or, or will vote on um, by the time that this podcast comes out. But one thing that they've already announced is that they've uh, reached a deal on the youth prison overhaul. So this is a story that we covered last week. Um, Scott Fitzgerald, who is the, the head of the Senate, 
said that um, despite the fact that this uh, youth prison bill had passed the assembly, he didn't like it, so he was going to make some changes. Um, and they've announced uh, that uh, a deal has been reached. So this bill passed the Senate unanimously, 32 to 0. Uh, it now needs to go, as we said, back to the Assembly. And so, um, as we said, the Assembly is uh, done now, but they have uh, are calling what they are calling it an extraordinary session. An extraordinary session. An extraordinary session <laughs> wow. this Thursday. Just to make it clear that this is a big deal, that they're coming back to Madison to, to vote on this. So the Assembly is coming back for an extraordinary session uh, to vote on this new modified bill, um, and it's expected to to pass, um, and then uh, after which Governor Walker is expected to sign it. Yeah, so there's lots of bills they've been voting on today, and the other one we wanted to highlight was what they're calling the school safety bill. Mm. So this is Wisconsin's answer to a lot of calls for gun control and school safety that have happened after these horrific mass shootings in schools around the country. Yeah. Uh, luckily, not not in Wisconsin recently. Mm -hmm. And um, these bills, uh, the Wisconsin uh, response to this is a $100 million grant program for school safety. So this, one thing, when you hear school safety in this current political climate, you're immediately thinking arming teachers. Right. It's important to be clear that this bill does not do that. Okay. So um, if that is something you support or are against, this bill is, does not touch that issue at all. Instead, it's doing things like upgrading facilities and hiring more school safety officers. Mm. Um, so uh, this is this is sort of a way to address this issue, I think, without touching the gun control kind of side of things. Right, which is a, a very touchy subject for yes. a lot of the people in uh, states, uh, Senate, and Assembly yeah. right now. Especially, yeah. yeah, I think in Wisconsin in particular. Um, yeah, absolutely. Has a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, so they're basically saying, hey, like after 9 11, we really upgraded airport security and airline security. We want to do the same thing for schools, mm. I guess. So you have to show up to school two hours early That's to right. get through the metal <laughs> Unless detectors. you take international studies and three hours early or something. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> right, so uh, the student advocates here, um, in particular gun control advocates, uh, democratic groups, and uh, student groups who, uh, especially those who walked out last Wednesday mm -hmm, for, mm -hmm. for gun control, they're really not happy with these bills. They, they, oh, okay. want, um, they want specifically targeted gun control uh, programs. I see. Um, and they basically say, we don't want our schools to turn into these fortresses. We don't want to feel um, like we're going to an airport every time we, we go. Sure. To yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was joking about the, the one hour or two hours to get through security, but maybe that's not going to be too far off. Yeah. Right. And it should be noticed. So, you know, in many places in Wisconsin, schools don't have these kind of security measures, but many cities do have schools with uh, metal detectors and stuff like that. And it's it's part of the way that people police uh, communities, often communities of color. Mm. Um, and so sort of, I think people are dismayed to see that this is kind of the the answer that people are, are going towards is that more of this kind of policing in this way. So so there could be sort of a, an institutionalized uh, uh, racism aspect of, of this potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Let's give some specifics here. So the the assembly has passed this bill, and it would give a hundred million dollars, as we said, to, uh, to to improve school safety. This grants would cover seventy five percent of the costs in the first year, and then slowly work its way down fifty percent in the second year, twenty five percent in the third. Okay. Um, so that's um, that's kind of passed assembly. Senate's doing a little bit of its own thing, same sort of hundred million dollars, but they're they're cutting out some of the provisions, including uh, the the call to share 
school surveillance video footage uh, with law enforcement, mm. and basically the Senate is saying, well, uh, it already does. They already do that, so we don't need to add it to the bill. Okay, fine. Okay. Um, there's mm-hmm. also a bullying notification requirement that they're getting rid of, and um, a stipulation that the safety grants must be used to employ armed school safety officers. So, so, so the Senate's making these changes, and does that mean that it's going to have to there will have to be another yes. extraordinary session? That's right. Yeah. So I okay. think this is going to be taken up during this extraordinary session okay, um, on Thursday. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they are making these small, seem like uh, somewhat minor uh, tweaks to the bill. Sure. And it's not exactly clear why. Um, I guess they they really wanted to have their say on every aspect of the bill and, and have the assembly come. Yeah, back. and I, and I suppose if the assembly is coming back anyways, you might as well make these changes. Mm-hmm. There's no but, real reason not to. Well, certainly the assembly is coming back now, but we talked about the last few weeks. Yeah. Oh, this was this was not <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> there was some. The assembly was really. I don't know exactly why. Maybe they they wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. They were really worried about having to come back in. Yeah. For yeah. um for another session. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, as long as they're coming back, it's it's good news. Uh, sorry, I'm, I think I just, I, <laughs> so we're, for listeners at home, there's not enough room in our glasses to pour all of the, the quart into both of them, and so I think I, I think I had a second pour that was probably a little bit bigger oh, than It's okay, I think I we, uh, we've, we've, we killed the crowler, so okay, it's good. good. Well, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good. crowler has moved and migrated into our cups. Good, excellent, excellent, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, as we said, they're voting on all these things now. Um, there are a couple of bills away from this. Um, they've tacked this onto Assembly Bill uh, 843. Okay. And so uh, this should be voted on in the next uh, maybe hour or two. And, um, of course, we'll update people next week on, mm-hmm. on how all these things have shaken out. And if you just can't wait until next Tuesday, uh, we have a Twitter feed. We're at Beers and Ballots. So if you want all the up-to-date news, make sure you follow us there. Okay, Adam, what is our election preview for today? Yeah, so um, we've talked uh, previously about the fact that there is a Supreme Court uh, election happening in two weeks. So that's between uh, Skrennick and Dellett. And we'll talk about that more next week, I think. But right now, um, today what we'd like to focus on is um, a different statewide uh, election that's happening um, also in two weeks. So this is a referendum that will be on the ballot uh, on April 3rd. And this is, it will ask whether or not to uh, eliminate the state treasurer's office. The state treasurer's office, that sounds kind of important. It does sound pretty important, yeah. And uh, depending on who you ask, it is very important. Um, So to give uh, our listeners some background, so the state treasurer is uh, a position that's been around since the founding of the state uh, 180 years ago. But recently, the influence of that position has waned considerably. So, um, for reference, in uh, 1995, the office of the treasurer um, had a budget of $4.4 million and uh, 23.5 staff members. Currently, it has a budget of just over $200,000, so that's a, a factor of 20 less. Um, and only one staff member who uh, is a, the treasurer. <laughs> so um, basically the argument is, hey, this office is not doing anything anymore. Let's just 
get rid of it, right? If you were in a company, mm-hmm. this would be the, the office that you would just shut down. However, since it's a government, you have to vote it out, and it has to be voted in as a, as a referendum. Yeah, yeah, in fact, because it's a constitutionally mandated position, this had to be voted on twice. Mm. Two different sessions had to vote on it, and then it goes to the people. So this is actually a really interesting way that uh, they get rid of these uh, constitutional, uh, constitutionally uh, protected um, positions. Um, ha- has to be voted on several different times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so it's very difficult to get rid of this position, and this mm. is sort of the last the last uh, barrier to making mm-hmm. that happen. Now, not everyone thinks that this is a, uh, that this is a good idea, obviously. Um, so I'm referencing specifically, there was a, a op-ed written in Urban Milwaukee by Sarah Golowski, um, in which she lays out the case against uh, getting rid of this position. Um, so basically the argument is, as I understand it, is, hey, look, sure, this position doesn't do anything right now, but that doesn't make mean that it's not inherently not important. Uh, the reason that it doesn't do anything right now is because of the sort of agenda, um, mainly put on by Republicans, but not exclusively Republicans, to make this job irrelevant. The purpose of the job is to oversee all the financial transactions made by the state. So all the investments that the state makes, etc., down to, to, to signing the paychecks for state employees. And who would get that responsibility once you eliminated this this office? Right. I mean, so now we would go to the governor's office I officially. See. Unofficially, that's already happened, obviously, right? Because it's just one person, right? I see. Um, so, so, so a lot of the responsibilities would officially go to the, the governor's office. And so um, if I can be clear about this, like this is a elected position that's independent of the governor's office that right. over that's supposed to oversee uh, certain revenue issues that then would be folded back into just whoever the governor wanted to appoint. Right, right, exactly. And, I mean, so for comparison, some other states, so not every state has a treasurer. um, And in some states, the governor does appoint the treasurer. So this would not be an unprecedented thing in in our nation. It is unprecedented in Wisconsin's history. Right. Um, And as as you point out, the sort of point of this is to be a a check against the power of the governor. Mm Mm-hmm. So the governor wants to do some uh, uh, big investment, say, into a, a, a company from Taiwan that makes <laughs> smartphone screens. <laughs> huh, okay. Potentially, if the treasurer had more power, the treasurer would be able to say, no, 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 I don't think we can invest that much money into this I see. currently. Right now, uh, because the, the position of the treasurer has been weakened so much, that's not the way it is. And um, what this uh, referendum would do is make that sort of canon. Right. And, and so now I think the only thing the treasurer does is oversee sales of property, if, that, if I'm yeah, that correctly. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's also worth noting, uh, I'm reading here in another article that um, the current state treasurer actually ran on a pledge to remove the position entirely. Mm-hmm. And so did the previous one. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is a long history of people trying to get rid of it. That's right. The, if you go back three, though, <laughs> if, you, if you go back three treasurers... Uh, um, Jack Voigt was the, the treasurer um, prior to those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was in power from uh, 1995 to, to 2007. Um, and he's one of the most outspoken um, advocates for the job. So, so he says, no, this is really important. Yep. Uh, and this is like a, a, a very important job. And it's worth noting that he is a Republican, right? So this yeah. is not necessarily okay. a partisan issue. This is more about how much power should the governorship have? Right now we have a, go- a Republican governor 
but that might not be the case in the future. Right, and, and, and also, I mean, so both of the last two treasures ran to get rid of it, but one of them, Kurt Schuller, the previous mm-hmm. one to now, mm-hmm. changed his mind after, after he got into office. So yeah. it seems like people, once they, maybe they see what the treasure is supposed to do, they, yeah. they support this position. I, I think least. that that's fair. I mean, it, it is worth noting, though, over the course of, of, of those two um, treasurers specifically, mm-hmm. the power that the treasurer has has diminished incredibly. Right. And so even though they you know, say that they're against getting rid of it entirely, doesn't necessarily mean that it's... Uh, um, that that they are entirely in favor of the go- of the treasurer having as much power as possible. Right. So important things to to know about this uh, we've just laid out. Um, you can learn a lot more by doing research at home. We strongly advise that you do. It's very important. You know, you can look up online what's going to be on your ballot before you go into the ballot booth, and I think that's really really important uh, because you don't want to be surprised. Right, it can. There can be a lot of pressure. You're standing in the booth, and you say, "Oh boy, I know someone's waiting behind me, and I have no idea what this issue is. I'll just check off one at random." Mm-hmm. Do your research beforehand. It's all online. This one in particular, this is a statewide issue, and it could mm-hmm. have pretty major repercussions. So I went on myvote.wi.gov, mm-hmm. uh, and basically you put in your address, and you can see what's going to be on your ballot, and. Um, I mean, there's almost a dozen things on uh, uh, my ballot yes. and many, many local school board elections, but also uh, more judges. regional judges yeah. and things like that. Things that we haven't been talking about, we've been mostly focused on the statewide. That's issues. right. Yeah. So we focus on the statewide issues. There's a lot of local issues that we don't talk about here that will be on your ballots in on April 3rd. So when you go to the polls on April 3rd, make sure before you do that, you do your research look at the candidates, and make an informed decision. So Adam, how are you enjoying this beer? I like it a lot. I'm a big fan of of IPAs, um, and this is like, this is really good actually. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I could definitely see myself uh, uh, drinking this while doing a little bit of uh, light work maybe yeah. using their Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> definitely agree. Yeah, it's like not too hoppy for me. It's not overpowering. It's, right. It's really nice, uh, well-balanced. Yeah. No, it's it's a great like kind of middle-of-the-road IPA. Not super hoppy, not super alcoholic, but but definitely, you know, a little bit higher both hoppiness and alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, content uh, as compared to other beers. I, I, I'm really enjoying this, yeah. yeah. Cool, so Adam, what's your next article for today? Right, so um, I don't know how you feel about rebranding, Stephen, but I was thinking about changing the name of the podcast from Beers and Ballots to Buds and Ballots. Ah, I see. <laughs> because, so, yeah, I don't know if you heard, but marijuana legalization is on the horizon. But maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've heard a couple of those crazy leftist West Coast states are on the board. So is it coming to Wisconsin as well? Well, yeah. I mean, so it depends on who you ask. Um, so, I mean, I feel like if, if you're ever on, you know, the website Reddit or, or things like that, you'll often see these sort of articles that kind of proclaim it's on the horizon. And so one thing we that kind of uh, caught our attention this week um, is the number of... Uh, people running for governor who uh, are actually in support of uh, legalization. So recently at a meeting of the the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, or or NORML it's called, um, 
there were two candidates, uh, Matt Flynn and Mike McCabe, who both spoke. Um, Matt Flynn said that he would uh, be in favor of pardoning all uh, uh, pot-related charges. Mike McCabe wants specifically to legalize pot. And uh, a lot of other uh, candidates have mentioned at, at other venues that they would at least be open to the possibility of legalization. So right now, the legal status of uh, marijuana in, in Wisconsin is that it is illegal. Um, so in, in particular, the state law says that um, possession of, uh, of marijuana, or more specifically, possession of uh, THC, which is the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, um, Upon, uh, uh, it's, so it's illegal, and a person uh, may be fined not more than $1,000, or uh, imprisoned not more than six months, or both, upon mm -hmm. first conviction. So that is the state law. Different cities have different um, ordinances, which kind of specify that. So in particular, in, in Madison, the capital of, of Wisconsin, um, so again, the state law is that you can't fine more than $1,000, you can't imprison more than six months, uh, so in Wisconsin, or excuse me, in Madison, you are not fined anything and you're not imprisoned at all okay, so, upon your first offense. Right. So they say not more than a thousand right. and then they're saying zero is definitely not more than a thousand. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So the ordinance, so, so I, I think there is sort of a conception that like the, the state or excuse me, the city ordinance and the state law have a similar relationship to say like. The state law of California and the federal law. So the federal law says that marijuana is illegal. California says, well, it's actually legal here. That's not quite the relationship between Wisconsin and Madison. So mm -hmm. Wisconsin says it's illegal, and Madison says it is illegal, but there's no punishment. For the first offense. <laughs> for the first offense. There is a punishment for, for later offenses. Right. Um, and, and that's so it's it's a, a class I fel felony, and that's again. Class I, one, I think it's class one felony. I think it actually is class I felony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, class I felony. Because I, I, there's like G, class G. There's oh, like really? other. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I thought I just assumed it was a glamour numeral. I, I thought so too, but then okay. I think it was. No, no, sorry, no. Sorry, no, no. I, 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 I shouldn't have interrupted you. Okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, so, yeah, and again, by state law, it's, it's a class I felony um, for more than, for a second or more offenses. Um, and so that's state law and so you know the the local ordinances can't you know do anything about that essentially right. but yeah i mean so in that sense it's effectively legal in madison but it's not really it's it, it is illegal it's just that for the first offense there's no punishment right and, and it should also be noted that many of the madison uh police and prosecutors and stuff have sort of said that they using discretion they are not going to make it a priority that that's not to say that it is totally legal here, right? But it's just simply not a priority for them to go after people like that. That's um, right. And 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 from Madison, there has been sort of a, a movement to try and get statewide legalization. So I mean, one really particular example is Representative uh, Melissa Sargent, who is the uh, Assembly Member for the North and East sides of Madison, and so she's been really outspoken. Uh, uh, in favor of legalization statewide, you know, citing these sort of things that you normally see, like, excuse me, it's it's very expensive to do these checks, you know, to stop someone to find if they have marijuana, it's expensive to taxpayers. So that's, you know, money going out as opposed to money that could be coming in in terms of taxes. Um, 
And in, ad- in addition, uh, uh, Dane County, which is the county in which Madison resides, uh, voted uh, in 2014 uh, for on a non-binding referendum to legalize marijuana. So right. no, <laughs> I remember seeing the signs of yeah, yeah, Madison yeah. said, vote for legal weed. Right, <laughs> right, right, exactly. And so, like, that's not, that doesn't do anything, right? Okay. That's just a sign to statewide and national uh, uh uh, members of, of um, the government to say, hey, look, here's a, a group of the populace that supports legalization. And so should we look at that as saying maybe in, in Madison, at least, the Madison share of the vote would come out to a roughly 65% in support? Or I mean... I, Well, I think even by now it's probably more than that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this, this was right when Colorado had become legalized. Since then, uh, Washington... California. I, I don't remember Massachusetts, all Massachusetts. Maine, yeah. What DC? Yeah. 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 So, so a lot of yep. uh, states and and uh, provinces have started to become mm-hmm. more, uh, uh, you know, legalizing more and more. And I think public perception is shifting. So, mm-hmm. in um, in reference to that, um, so very recently, um, this past November, hemp farming became legal. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So hemp is. Marijuana without the THC. So THC okay. is the, the psychoactive ingredient. Uh, hemp is marijuana without that. And so you might be thinking, well, what's the point of that? There's a lot of um, uh, utility for that. I'm, I'm not that familiar, but like uh, I think you can... Paper and ropes. Yeah, and... yeah, textiles, things like that. Yeah. There's a lot of utility uh, in that regard. And so most uh, just a few weeks ago, there was the first statewide um, expo held in Milwaukee. Huh for hemp farming. Actually, historically, hemp farming was a big deal in Wisconsin uh, uh, until 1958, in which it was made illegal. Wisconsin was the, the number one uh, hemp producer oh, in, in the country. Yeah. Ah, so maybe maybe we'll see a resurgence of hemp production in Wisconsin. Though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, potentially. I, I think, though, I mean, look, right now, I think that the, the people who make hemp they don't do it necessarily to make hemp, right? Yeah. <laughs> you you well. do it. I mean, you do it because you have this sort of infrastructure in place, such that if it become if if THC becomes legal, then you know you just hmm. instead of making hemp, you have all these things set up so that you can make uh, uh, you know THC carrying marijuana. I've never actually never heard of this conspiracy theory. It's interesting. You know, <laughs> I've heard so many uh, positive think... uses of hemp, but maybe I've always been listening to the uh, that you've been secretly trying to, trying I mean, to I don't, sell me on I hemp. I don't think it takes a Sherlock Holmes to like, I mean, so if, if, if you look at even pictures from like this, this hemp, Right. I mean, normal, this this organization is there in full, right? I mean, I, I don't think it's really a stretch <laughs> to say that most people who farm uh, hemp would have a lot to gain if marijuana was legalized. I see, I see. That said, it does have, I mean, you can still make a, a decent profit off of farming hemp. You can mm-hmm. just make a lot more if it's marijuana. Gotcha. So, <laughs> so um, you know, talking about support for this, um, mm-hmm. I'm reading here an article that a Marquette University poll found 59% of registered Wisconsin voters said that marijuana should be legal. So this sounds and, like it's strong. And what was this? That was in, in, in 2016 even. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I would expect that to number to be even higher now. I, I think that the, the general trend is that uh, is going up and up. I mean, if, if you think about, like, the reason why hemp was made illegal in 1958 is because of the sort of fear that was very prevalent at the time with regards to marijuana. And you can see that that's definitely faded off. Right. There's the, the classic joke, right? So Bill Clinton, when he was asked whether or not he smoked pot, he said, I did, but I didn't inhale. Less than a decade later, 
Barack Obama, when asked the same question, said, of course I inhaled, that was the point. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's like, you, there, there's a lot of indications that public perception is changing. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the next 10 years, pot will be legalized in Wisconsin, but if you see an article that says it's coming this fall, I wouldn't trust it. <laughs> Well, so, so I mean, so coming this fall, I mean, we've heard Walker is trying to do everything he can to get reelected. 59% in 2016 said that yeah. they supported it. So Walker must support this, right? <laughs> That's an, yeah, I mean, so by a lot of logic, right, you would think that Republicans would support this, right? I yeah. mean, so it's this huge source of, of, of revenue, right? And, yep. and like you say, I mean, Walker is all about you know, the state making money right now, right? Businesses in Wisconsin, right? Right. What better way to make businesses in Wisconsin than to legalize marijuana? Um, I mean, additionally, there's sort of this sort of big government, right? Like stopping you from from doing what you want to do. That's very contrary to the sort of more traditional Republicans. Why Democrats seem to support this more than Republicans, I don't know. But uh, that's the sort of fact of the matter. And I think that Scott Walker would fear losing a lot of the support he has in the Republican base by legalizing marijuana. I see, I see. So he does not support this. Yeah, that's worth seeing. He's, he's opposed to this, so... Yeah, yeah that's right. I, and I don't expect a, him switching anytime soon. Potentially, if he was given a bill that had a lot of support in the Assembly and, and, and the Senate, potentially he would sign it. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. Okay, so Adam, you lived in Chicago for a brief amount of time. I I did, I did. I, I'm a I'm a loyal Wisconsinite, but I did live in Chicago for a bit. But you moved back from from Chicago to Wisconsin. That's correct. Yeah. So were you lured by any sort of advertising, or what what drew you back? <laughs> what drew me back? I would say it was primarily the cheese. No, excuse me. It was primarily the people, but also the cheese and the beer didn't help. Didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Scott Walker, he's he wants more people like you, mm. young, you know, millennials, avocado loving <laughs> individuals to help our state. And um, sure, they think the best way to do this is advertising, actually, on Chicago trains. Okay. Yeah. So there, there was a, a one million dollar campaign. <laughs> Catch the train or catch some air, Wisconsin. It's more oh, you, boy. says uh, says this campaign. So this okay. was this was launched independently by the Wisconsin Economic Development yeah. Corporation. Yeah, and so so listeners who who can, you should look it up. But for those who can't, it's a we have a picture of a sad person wearing a business casual outfit. He's looking very sad. He's on the train, and then next to it is a picture of some guy getting some sick air on a snowboard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because I mean, Wisconsin is not known for its like great downhill skiing or snowboarding. Well, but... <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, in in the Midwest it kind of is, but you're you're right. I mean, coming from the East Coast perspective, we don't we don't have mountains here. <laughs> <laughs> but but regardless, beautiful outdoors in Wisconsin. Great great um great winters and mm-hmm. and uh, excellent um uh, you know, you're you're spending less of your time on trains, less of your time commuting, and that's the proposal here. So actually, we're gonna we're gonna play this oh, ad. Boy. Okay. Uh, um, let's see. Let's see if we can <laughs> drop it in here. An hour commute or an hour with friends? In Wisconsin, the average commute is less than 22 minutes. So you'll have more time to do the things you love. <laughs> Wisconsin, it's more you. Okay, wow. so, yeah, so this ad, um, great music, 
Everyone's having a lot of fun. Yeah. And what they're not doing is working. They're just kind of like out paddleboarding. In Wait. Wisconsin, everyone just sort of like hangs out at the Well, I mean, so think about it, right? Like average commute is 22 minutes as opposed to an hour. Oh, uh-huh, there so, you go. So what are you doing, right? Yeah. You know, like you've got an extra 40 minutes a day. What are you going to – you're going to paddleboard, right? You're going to yeah. You're going to drink with friends. You know, yeah. you're going to hang out by the ca- – I, I, I will note that most of those places seem to be – this ad seemed to be filmed in Madison. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Around the same time that this ad was coming out, actually, uh, um, um, the mayor of Madison, Paul Soglin, yeah, announced his candidacy, and Scott Walker said, we need less of Madison, and we need more of other parts of the state. <laughs> and this was almost the exact same week that this campaign came out. So I mean, some viewers of this saw, you know, saw the contradiction there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway... They think this campaign has 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 worked well enough that they're asking for six point eight million dollars to uh, expand it to other cities and to other um, other places where millennials hang out, like Facebook and Instagram. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I hear a lot of uh, millennials on on Facebook right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I guess you know. $6.8 million, though, that seems like a lot. I mean, did they see a return on their investment on, yep. the, on the $1 million? I haven't seen any anything about that, uh, so yeah. I don't know if they really looked into it. I mean, this was launched pretty recently back in November, so I, I can't imagine people have, have packed up in droves and, and, you know, gone north in that amount of time. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, like, I, I can tell you, I, I did live in Chicago for a bit, and I did ride the L train uh, on a daily basis. And when I was there in the winter... Uh, I remember seeing ads for Colorado and it said like sunny, you know, how 300 days out of the year or something like that. And I, I, I will admit that those advertisements did convince me a little bit. I don't know if this one necessarily would, right? Like personally, I would rather take the train than drive. Yes. And as we know, uh, Scott Walker did in fact get rid of the train that would have taken people from Chicago <laughs> to Madison. That's right. That's right. Uh, so I think maybe he shot himself in the foot a little bit there. But well, so exactly what you're saying. You're you're saying, hey, I'd rather I'd rather take the train. You know, I'd rather be brought to Wisconsin by other things besides this ad campaign. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what uh, Democrats are saying. They're basically saying, hey, we should take the seven million mm-hmm. and do things with it, like. Um, Having state-backed options for student loan refinancing, maybe having oh, job wow. training, yeah. having other things. Hey, like, but let's, I, I let's don't think make... millennials care that much about student loans. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, seriously, it's only the avocados, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. We, we spend all of our money on, on brunch, yeah. <laughs> not, not the student loans, of course. We we have yeah. we have brunch loans that yeah, we're taking. Yeah. Um, I wish. Yeah. So and, you know, this is basically the, the general. Um, Opposition to this is, hey, like, let's spend the money on making the state so that people want to come here. Right. And, like, you know, what, what is the reason that people move places? It's because of jobs. It's because of, like, um, you know, good employment, mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. quality of life, things like that. And if, mm-hmm. if you don't have the good employment to go along with a good quality of life, you're not going to see a lot of people move. Um, so there's actually this this WPR piece interviewed a bunch of people waiting for the L, and they basically said, uh, it looks nice, but, like, you know, I have a job here. Like, right. Where, <laughs> where am I going to work in Wisconsin? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, best of luck to this ad campaign. We love bringing more people into the state, but yeah. personally I'm a little bit skeptical that anyone will be convinced by this ad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a wrap for this week. Stephen, what are we drinking next week? Okay, next week we're going to go to Three Sheeps Brewing Company and we're going to drink uh, their beer 
called Cashmere Hammer. Cashmere Hammer. So it's soft and hard at the same time. Is that the, the idea? I think that's the idea, yeah. Okay. So, okay. so this brewery comes from Sheboygan, and this okay, is going to yeah. be a nitro-style stout. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it should be really interesting. Um, well, we'll look forward to it next week. If you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, make sure you tweet at us. We're at Beers and Ballots. You can also reach us at Gmail or Beers and Ballots at gmail.com. Um, until then, I'm Adam. And I'm Steven. And we'll catch you all next week.